Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're about to hear an episode from Kung Gusto Mo Nang Pagbabago, the Chito Gascon Leadership Series. It's a podcast where changemakers across generations discuss how we can keep pounding the rock. If you enjoy it, share it with a friend and follow Kung Gusto Mo Nang Pagbabago, the Chito Gascon Leadership Series on your podcast app. Nakaranas din ako ng mga sexism sa House dati hanggang sa Senate ngayon. Yung isa nga, naka, nandun sa Malacanang pa rin eh. When I was a first-termer rep, there was a third-termer rep who said one time, "I, sweetheart, this is not the draft I need. I said, I'm not your sweetheart. He said, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> darling, this is not the draft I need. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I'm not your darling. Ayan, takbo siya sa kabilang dulo ng session hall. That's Senator Riza Ontiveros sharing her personal experience with sexism even in the institutions of power today. It's one of the rocks that she is determined to pound on until there's change, just like in that parable that Chito Gascon liked so much. On the rock is the story of the stonecutter, the lowly person who goes to the mountain every day and pounds the rock to make the stone. Was it the last strike that made the stone? The answer is no. Every single strike, every moment, whether in times of victory or frustration, what we do every day will make the difference. Chito Gascon dedicated his life to defending democracy and human rights. Although many people know him as a chairperson of the Commission on Human Rights in the Philippines, he started his career as a student leader, as a youth organizer. He had a strong and abiding faith in the power of the youth, in the inevitability of change and reform. It's in that spirit that four organizations have come together to create this podcast. Asia Society Philippines, Puma Podcast, Bukas Conversations for Action, and Youth Leadership for Democracy, or Youth-led. You're listening to Kung Gusto Mo na Pagbabago, the Chito Gascon Leadership Series. Ako po si Robby Alampay. In each episode, you'll hear from an experienced changemaker. You'll also hear from a panel of young reform advocates who will discuss these seemingly invincible rocks or challenges that we must pound on today. In this episode, we're discussing the experiences of those who may have to pound a much harder rock than the rest of us, the women's sector. Let's hear how these women from different generations are pounding and carving the rock of history. With us in this conversation is our luminary, Senator Risa Ontiveros. She was elected to the upper chamber in 2016, is currently chairperson for the Senate Committee on Women, Children, Family Relations, and Gender Equality. Risa is known for her tireless work in promoting public health, women's rights, and the welfare of the Filipino family. 
She is a multi-awarded public servant, a community organizer, a journalist, and a proud contemporary of Chito Gascon. There are many things to discuss when it comes to women empowerment and reform. But let's start with this. Senator Risa, what was your experience growing up? How much has society changed for women? In my lifetime, a lot has changed, but a lot still remains the same and still needs to change. I feel like uh, mula nung generation ni na mami, uh, nagbago halimbawa yung pagtingin sa pagkakapantay-pantay naming mga babae sa inyong mga lalaki, Robbie, in terms of appreciating the work that we do at home and also having the equal right to work outside the home. Kung bahagi yun ng aming pagkatao, uh, both as members of families and as uh, individuals with our own passions and advocacies um, in life. Pero kung ikumpara ko, yung generation ko, and then yung generation ng mga daughters ko, kasi three of my kids uh, are young women, wow, meron silang mga nasisilip sa horizon that um, my generation still has to uh, walk further uh, towards, or as you reminded us, Robbie, the late, great Chito Gascon said, we our generation still has to pound the rock on, yung generation ng mga younger women, they are so aware and passionate and engaged about, for example, the broadest possible of gender equality, especially in terms of SOGI, uh, yung, yung ecological activism nila, kahenerasyon talaga nila, si uh, Greta Thunberg. And ang keen talaga ng sense of justice nila. I mean, our generation claims that also. But I think they're also surfacing new new aspects mm. of that fight for justice. You mentioned your daughters, also your mom. But from what you appreciated growing up, seeing your mom and your titas, maybe even going as far back as your lola, how much did you perceive actually changed in their appreciation, understanding, and claiming of the role of women in their time? In a way, yung mga lola ko at kahit si mami at mga tita, in some ways, they were ahead of their time, at least dun sa circle nung pamilya nila. They expressed more of their strong personalities as individuals who happen to be women. Pero meron din sila mga kwento na... Uh, ang bigat din talaga, uh, dalhin, bakahin yung convention or uh, hamunin iyon. So that's why I, I started by sharing saying na siguro kahit sa generations nila, they would say that they've come far but they still had further to go. Pero naiwan na lang sa generation namin and lalo na sa generation ng mga daughters ko, the younger women here, to see and walk even farther. Salamat, Senator Risa. Now also joining us is Ami Shwanapul. She's the founding executive director of Roots of Health. Roots of Health is the only reproductive health organization in Palawan, and they're focused on providing comprehensive sexuality education and access to free clinical services to women and young people. Ami, I don't know if you will say, kinagisnan ko na, whatever you're enjoying now and still probably have to fight for. But to Senator Risa's point, Obviously, a lot has changed, but how do you see it? I think a lot of things 
have changed. Yet, as Sanrisa mentioned, there are a lot of things that um, are still kind of the status quo. But when it comes to sexual and reproductive health and rights, there are so many things that have gotten better. You know, it's much easier to access contraceptives now. There are more opportunities to get information and education on sexual health. There have definitely been a lot of um, steps forward. Sanrisa's recent win of raising the age of consent. Like there's tons of things in sexual and reproductive health that have improved. But with that said, a lot of the stigma um, around conversations, around sexuality, a lot of the taboos that existed before are still very much present today. And in some ways, I, I feel like it might almost be a little bit harder because people kind of, some people expect na dapat wala na yun, right? Na dapat mm, in mm. this day and age when we have so much more openness that these things wouldn't be issues anymore. But they are. Um, they are still very big problems. And I'm sure our next guest will have a lot to say about this as well. Rika Cruz is the CEO of Unprude. That's a space where women can access products that society generally deems taboo. Doc Rika is also a sex therapist. Her expertise is on the sexual pleasure and sexual behaviors of Filipinos. I actually agree with what um, Sanrisa said and um, Ma'am Amy said. Madami pa tayong kailangan gawin, pero sa kaugalian ng mga Pilipino, no, kaya kong sabihin na kahit yung mga kababaihan, that recently, mas nagbubukas na yung conversation on sex, especially sexual pleasure, because that's what I know, that's what I'm uh, um, researching on. At nakakatuwa yun, nakakatuwa yun, kasi nung nagsimula akong mag salita about sex publicly mga 2015, 2016 yun. Tapos may discourses around sexual pleasure na yung nagagalit sa akin, na madaming uh, nahihiya pa rin, madaming nagtatanong. Pero ngayon, kapag lumabas ka dyan, ang dami ng shows, parang nagtitik na siya ng mainstream uh, platform. Kaya nakakatuwa siya. Kaso nga lang, syempre, katulad nung sinabi nila, madami pang tatahakin. Kasi yung mga nagsasalita nito, yung mga nagsasalita about sexual pleasure and sexuality of women, sila yung may kakayahan eh, na magsalita. Sila yung may confidence na magsalita. Sila yung nakakuha ng tamang edukasyon, kaya kaya nilang magsalita. Pero madami pang iba na walang ganitong uh, parang access na ganitong edukasyon, confidence, kakayahan, na yun ang ating kailangan tahakin. Salamat, Doc Rika. Now, let's bring in our final guest for today. Same question, what's changed for women? Let's welcome Ina Gakad. She is Executive Director of Luna's Collective. Luna's is a volunteer-powered helpline in the Philippines supporting survivors of gender-based violence. Ina? Yes, idadagdag ko lang din, the whole idea of being a woman, diba? Parang through generations, each generation would have like the ideal woman character. And today, ang nakikita ko rin um, with interactions with my own students, interactions online lalo na, there is this really strong desire to revisit what it means to be a woman. And I think a lot of the young people online now have that kind of very strong, passionate attempt to define who they are based on sexuality. So, ang magandang makita kasi is how does the rest of society catch up with that desire na 
hindi na lang enough na may kahon sa pagkablalaki, pagkababae, sa proper expressions of paglalande. It also means that men need to change certain mindsets if our society is to evolve. Senator Riza, beyond the rights and focusing more on your personal experience growing up, how did your conversations go sa mga nakahalubilo mong kalalakihan? Well, um, although I was a very shy child, I also grew up in a family na kapag magsasalita ako, kahit mahina ang boses ko, titigil sila makikinig din. So I always felt I had a space. Even among my boy cousins, kahit sa mga tito ko, kay daddy rin, sa mga kapatid kong lalaki. Well, I had the advantage of being panganay. Ako <laughs> yung manang. So kailangan makinig yung mga dalawang bunsong lalaki. And ganun din, uh, in school, yung mga teachers at mentors ko, they always uh, made me feel na kapag gusto kong magsalita, that I had the right, like any other student, kahit sa kolehiyo nung uh, co-ed na yung, yung hmm. pinag-aralan ko. So, uh, I guess I wouldn't have felt like uh, a fish out of water kung ngayong panahon ako uh, lumaki, baka mas madali kong natutunan yung maraming bagay, mas mabilis kong na-internalize. It might have made me feel shy a little bit longer kasi parang mas mabilis ngayon yung mga discoveries at yung mga revelations yeah. sa isa-isa. Pero palagay ko matutuwarin ako. And since I'm experiencing it vicariously through my daughters and younger women friends like sinasab ano sobrang natutuwa ako Robbie na delight talaga ako sa karanasan din niya siguro i guess may, there's a certain privilege there diba growing up i mean my impression middle class you know, yeah growing yeah. up yeah middle class educated yeah. and not only that i mean i would presume a, a, a progressive thinking uh, family all around oh, you but oh, they, to everybody oh, else diba america oh, oh. the ina you know, we, we take for granted. We started with, oh, malaki na ang pinagbago. Pero kayo, mm. when you were in high school um, and grade school and in, within your families, how did you experience it? Or how did you see it in, in your circle of friends also? Robbie, I, I was actually going to jump in and say that um, I think even when you are in a progressive family, there are still influences sa society na minsan hindi mo na lang realize are influencing you. And mm. my example of this is that, um, you know, my parents are super progressive. You know, my dad taught at UP the demand for 40 years. My mom at Ateneo for 30. She was Senrisa's teacher. You know, very progressive, very encouraging, um, very open about everything. And I never once felt um, pigeonholed because of my gender or my sex. Yet, my mom tells me that when the people power revolution was happening and, and you know, we were always talking about Corey, that at one point, uh, when somebody mentioned the fact that Corey was a woman, she said that I just looked at her so incredulous and I said, you mean Corey is a girl? And, you know, that was like quite a shock for her. And, you know, for me, like even in a family wherein, you know, everyone was super supportive yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was, what, eight years old at that stage, I had internalized somehow that if you're talking about a leader, you must be yeah. talking about a man, right? Mm. Wow. Where do you think that's coming from? I do remember watching a lot of Eat Bulaga, but I think, I think it's just, you know, 
in 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 Filipino schools, my husband is not Filipino, and he's always surprised na kahit bata pa, you know, may elections, may president in the class, may may ano, may may PRO. He's like, what's a PRO? But, um, you Sergeant know, at you, arms. You, yeah, exactly, diba? May mga ganyan. And I don't know, maybe, you know, I went to UPIS for elementary school. I don't remember that it was only boys who were the leaders. Um, in fact, I do remember many of my yeah. brilliant female classmates being as well. So I, I truly don't know, but um, it it kind of shows how easily yeah. that, that kind of idea can permeate na kahit na very aware and very progressive, hindi mo man lang ma-realize kung bakit ganun yung influences. Yeah, yeah. I came from UPIS too. I, I came from Ateneo, grade school, then I went to UPIS. And I have to say, I relate ako dun because I was put in my place immediately sa UPIS because all the officers in class and for this, ano, were in fact the girls. They were the ones who were dominating each other, raising their hands. Uh, they were more confident in in in, the, in reciting and, and so on. And coming from Ateneo, ano, parang the, the first impression I had for girls was actually, ay, mas, ma, ano, parang, mas, mas assertive sila. Mas ma... Mas ma <laughs> like kaya, Rika, Dina, how was it for you? Ako, UPIS din ako. <laughs> Tapos, Dito sa dyan. Dito sa <laughs> UPIS din ako. Tapos yung nanay ko nasa academe din. I came from a family of academicians and um, uh, she used to be a dean there. So, progressive din ang kanyang pag-iisip. Kaso nga lang, Sagrado Katoliko kasi ang aking tatay. So, kami yung uh, um, nagsisimba ng 6pm, 6am, araw-araw. Ganyan. So, lumaki ako na in a very conservative family. But setting that aside, no, kwento ko lang dun sa UPIS at saka dun sa ginagawa ko ngayon. Talagang UPIS. Siguro yung experience ko na lang. Nung 10 years old pa lang kasi ako, um, uh, meron ng parang tawag sa akin yung mga kasamahan ko sa UPIS. At yun ay... Pookie hostess. Tapos growing up, growing up, yung mga upuan doon, tsaka sa banyo, di ba madaming vandal doon? Mm-hmm. Meron nakikita na, Rika, poko. So, siguro, <laughs> dinala ko na lang yung pagkataong yon. And then, uh, siguro sinabi ko na lang, okay, fine. Kung ganyan naman ang tingin nyo sa akin, might as well, parang, reclaim that, uh, reclaim that name or reclaim that bansag and uh, I did what I'm doing what I'm doing now but I think it came from the fact yung bansag na yun it came from the fact na bata pa lang ako I was really talking about sex na in high school I would give out condoms ganyan and I'm a very sexually active person tapos yun din Robbie maingay ako eh so ako yung assertive so mm. baka baka lang ah na one way to counter that was to say these names yeah. about me. Mm. So, ganun ako lumaki. Wow, but so, so, it, was, it was bullying. I mean, you, you bring yes, through that as if, as if, okay lang, parang uh, I claimed it. It was bullying. That's such a quick, mm-hmm. ano, parang you, you don't just breeze past that because at that age, especially, no. that's not what it was about. It was, it was, it was bullying. And, you know, I, I have to say I can relate to that Coming from the other end, it, it, young people can be so mean, mm-hmm. and, and especially young boys. And you know, mm-hmm. I'll take this time to come clean on that. We'll 
you're right. We need to apologize to to Imaka generation because in our batch, may mga ganon din na ambilis na bansagan, and we think it's just vandalism. It's just idle. Ano? Um, we're happy to see everybody grow up strong women uh, like you. But at that moment, that's uh, that was bullying without breezing past the fact that you claimed it and you turned it into your own personal victory. I mean, if you don't mind, come back to that to that age. And what does it mean the first time you see something like that? Paiyakin mo ba ako? Therapy ba ito? joke lang. No, um, the first time kasi actually, it, hindi pa nga siya naka-anchor dun sa pagsasalita ko sa sex. I remember very vividly, I was singing in front of the school in flag ceremony. I was in a blue dress, blue Sunday dress, and I was singing Colors of the Wind. Magbaba ko, may lalaking tumawag sa akin, Puki Hostess for Pocahontas. Wow. And it started there. Mm. So, okay. doon natin makikita siguro kung paano tratuhin ng isa't isa. Nung mga oras na yan, nung mga panahon na yun, um, yeah. depending on gender. Yung, yung mga bata, eh, parang yung, tayo, tayo in itself. Yeah. Pero masasabi ko naman na, Um, through education, sana wala nang ganun ngayon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, Ina, I mean, you Unfortunately, can jump off Mm. Sorry, I was just going to say it. It still happens now. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, I don't know if it's as mean as what was said to Rika and as as uncalled for. Not, hindi talaga related. But we before COVID, when um, you know, we used to be able to teach reproductive health in high schools mm-hmm. all over Palawan, and anytime na may babae na may tanong tungkol sa tinuturo, so whether it's about sexual orientation, gender identity, or contraceptives, especially contraceptives, kung may tanong yung mga babae, the boys immediately make fun of her. Na immediately, they'll say, oy, may balak, may balak. You know, and mm. it shuts them down. Mm. I, I have seen so many girls just be shut down by words like, and that wasn't even like, that wasn't even an attack on her as a person. That was just saying, Uy, may bala ka ba? Mm-hmm. And of course, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 because it's still so stigmatized, kung may bala, mm-hmm. that obviously means you're a bad person. But mm-hmm. it, it still happens, unfortunately. So yeah. definitely something we have to keep in mind. Yes. Ina, go ahead. I was just listening and kasi one of the prompts for preparing for our session today was yung question ng paano mo ba gagamitin ng feminist theories eh, para maintindihan yung nangyayari sa lipunan. And I can't help but say, like, ito yung clear manifestation kung paano our society believes, number one, ang um, pleasure is trivial. Hindi siya mahalaga. Mm-hmm. And you actually have to work for pleasure, di ba? Parang you get good grades, you get to do a Jollibee trip or movie trip. So pleasure, number one, is trivial. Second, you have to deserve pleasure. And then, well, there are certain pleasures na hindi pwede. Like, Women's pleasure, enjoying their bodies, di ba? And women actually just being curious. And then yung domination, naka-built-in kasi yeah, di ba? Kung nakikita mo sa bata, built-in dun sa psyche na um, you are meant to dominate um, people as young boys. You are meant to use pleasure as a way to get entertainment. And I was just thinking about my own experience growing up na parang medyo similar din kay Rika na one of my parents was conservative and that was my mom. Tapos yung dad ko yung liberal. They sent me to a liberal school and I felt na on the one hand, hindi ako ever held back. 
in terms of achieving. In fact, I was celebrated for achieving things, which put this other pressure, diba, to perform and to perfect, which I'm going through therapy for. Pero yung other side was, always every time I tried to express desire, or yung sinasabi na paghahinda, I was always shut down as, huwag mo gagawin niya. Hindi ka malanding, or hindi ka maarte yung bata. So, yung contrast ng, you have to be rational, productive, intelligent, versus you are a, feeling human being that has desires and pleasures was always parang at odds for me. So parang yeah. growing up, I found a way to make another expression of it through movement, dance, ganyan. And until like I was a lot older, I was trying to balance yung pleasure and fun nung, okay, I can move in my own body. No one can say bad things about it. Um, and yung desire ko to achieve things. So, parang, yun yung tricky na parang, why can't pleasure and productivity go together? Bakit yung isa mas nakakababa ng pagkatao? And bakit yung isa um, mas reason for people to be controlled and dominated? Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the word, Ina, that, I, that I, I, I was aware of it, I guess, but I never really used that as a, as a framing. Um, but you said just the curiosity, di ba? Parang, um, and I immediately jump into you know uh, stereotypes and of our roles of, of domination and, and so on. But just the curiosity, it's so simple. And you're right, di ba? Parang, you know, boys are obviously curious and they start experimenting, di ba? And they start pleasuring themselves. And you're right. Why can't it be as simple as that? Girls are curious as well, right? And but yeah. you know, when we invited Teresa to talk about empowerment of women and changing, of course, I thought about you know RH law. We thought mm. about how do you in, how do you effect change uh, that way? And then we're thinking about the big things in society. We're thinking about church. We're thinking about uh, how does that impact on the politics at the local government level, and so on. But <laughs> I want then to, to start off on that conversation about reform, starting with where we started off. How much of a challenge is the, not even cultural, just the individual behavior of, of people, how we grow up as boys and girls, and how do you think that impacts uh, as deeply or even more profoundly than even the big mm-hmm. macro forces in our society? Well, I've always believed that uh, everything good, also everything bad, but everything good talaga nagsisimula sa pamilya natin, sa tahanan natin. It relates to how we are socialized as children and how we as parents socialize our daughters and our sons, how therefore following on the family and the home are other social institutions, schools and teachers as supposed to be partners of parents. Yes, the churches as well, faith communities, uh, media itself, government too from local to national level. As difficult as the political and economic changes are, alibawa legislation, yung RH law na tinrabaho natin over a decade and a half, yung pagtatrabaho natin ngayon, for example, ng LGBTQIA plus community ng SOGI Equality Bill for, heck, only one generation already, two decades, 20 years, yung uh, nabitin itong 18th Congress na Dissolution of Marriage, No-Fault Divorce Bill. As difficult as the 
political and economic changes are siguro yung pinaka mahirap minsan pero siguro pinaka importante susi the cultural changes they are rooted in the in the personal relationships within the family within the home and they need to be supported in all institutions kahit sa policy making um, institutions natin so that we can create that more conducive environment na bawat individual pwede nating yung sinabi din ni, ni Ina at ni Doc Rica, madiskubre yung sarili nating pagkatao and live that out, live ourselves out, who we are, uh, who we love, uh, how to find the joys and the pleasures and the delights uh, in being human. If you take it back to how much things have actually changed, what do you think people can no longer get away with? Men in particular, just in your personal circles. Yung personal Anyone? circle. Oh, yung personal circle ko kasi very select and very not regular. At least in my personal circle, hindi ka na pwede magmansplain. Alam mo yon. Or kung magmamansplain ka, meron ng mag sisikuhan ng oiting ng magigagawa niya. Tapos feeling niya yung lalaki na nag-explain na pagkaraming bagay na hindi niya expertise, de ba? Feeling niya siya yung expert. And all they had to back them up was Google or Facebook. So, may ganon. Meron ng maliliit na challenge. Um, but that is my personal circle. Um, definitely, hindi na rin papasa sa personal circle ko yung pagmamaliit ng tao based on their gender identity, sexual orientation, or yung choice nila ng pananamit. As in, parang gusto mo maging hubadera, by all means ko. Hindi yan kabawasan sa pagkatao mo. But I'm also acknowledging that yung aking personal circle is very different from yeah. the norm. Ikaw, Rika, fast forward to that bullying episode and how mm. people see you now. I imagine people not only are more um, uh, consciously progressive, but actually careful around you. Are, you. are they actually intimidated by somebody like you now? Mm-hmm. Maybe the men. Because I still have um, experiences of men trying to control me. And I'm not talking about my partner. Huh? I'm more talking about the workplace. Um, meron din akong experience na dun sa daily TV show ko, kung saan tayo magkasama, Robbie. Merong nagkakaroon na parang sexist remarks pa rin. Yeah. Kunyari, mm-hmm. kapag sinasabing kabet, babae agad. Parang oh, ganon. So, mm-hmm. nilalabanan ko yun. <laughs> nilalabanan ko yun. At alam mo, kahit na hindi maganda pakinggan ang sinasabi ko, alam mo, may mga kabit din na lalaki kasi pwede rin kaming magkakabit. Oh, yeah, mga yeah, ganyan. Yeah. Uh, there's mm-hmm. an interesting insight that si Erica Fili, uh, the data scientist, as you know, also an Asian mm-hmm. 21 uh, young fellow uh, from what I remember, she said, you know, we take our language as, we're so proud, oh, our language is gender neutral. <laughs> but sabi niya, but the culture is not. Yeah. And the proof of that is yan, Rika, sabi niya, if you take that sentence, yung, yung kanyang kabit ay ganyan, mm-hmm. uh, or, or lumabas ang kanyang kabit, or, or, or nanood ng sine ang kanyang kabit, di ba? If you put that through Google Translate, it's going to be she. <laughs> And it applies to other things as well. Kung sabihin mong ipatranslate mo ang Uh, siya ay abogado, it will mm-hmm. likely come out as he. Mm-mm. Kung sabihin mong uh, siya ay sastre, it will likely come out as uh, she. Anyway, given all of this, how hard is it to, to 
fight for reform. I mean, I mean, Ina, you were with Luna's Collective, and Ami with um, with Roots of Health. You you work with women at the grassroots uh, down to the individual level, and so on. What are you finding? Are 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 the difficulties for you? The institutions of support or sexual and reproductive health for gender-based violence. Um, they are very basic in the sense na they will adhere to yung lahat na nakalagay sa protocol. But they will not go a step farther to say, um, let's examine the culture and the attitudes among our staff. Diba? Parang in terms of reproductive health, it is still so common na parang kung, lalo na kung teenager ka na nagpuntes, tapos may tatlo kang anak, pupunta ka sa health center, yung mismong health worker ay ijo-judge ka ng bakit ka nandito, ang dami mo ng anak. Ano pang kailangan? Diba? So, yes, they will provide contraceptives. Yes, they will provide care kasi nakalagay sa RH law, they have to do it. Yeah, but yeah. the quality of care that we are providing is so poor. We have institutionalized, for example, women's health desks and women's desks mm-hmm. in police stations, in barangays. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, oh, sige, my desk. But the personal experience there is still largely dictated by culture. Yes, increasingly umu-okay, diba? Kasi there are initiatives to include gender sensitivity, tapos orientations on traumas, trauma-informed, survivor-centered care, pero largely still, um, if you wanted to complain about um, domestic violence, pag-aharapin yung mag-asawa pagpapatiyan. Well, that puts the survivor in a very vulnerable position kasi hindi naman nila kaya mag-know doon sa perpetrator. Yeah, yeah. Well, tulad ng sa anumang community organizing, we always begin where we people are. Kaya laging dapat top of mind natin, very conscious talaga tayo, yung mga kultura na pinanggagalingan natin from which we act. Kaya kailangan ng interventions natin. Tulad ng sinabi ni Ina, it are also culturally sensitive and responsive and engaging. Uh, and in the same way na sa bawat hakbang sa legislative work, critical yung participation, yung guidance ng mga civil society organizations, any private sector organizations na supportive, and then as well government at uh, every level. Pati dun sa pagbatas na yon, yung oversight na ganap at maayos na ipinatutupad iyan has to be sustained. Hindi pwedeng, oh, naging RA na yan, okay, goodbye. No, we have to see are the barangay captains and other officials and volunteers at the barangay level continuously undergoing this gender sensitivity training and experience and transformation para sila mismo sa personal nilang buhay at yung serbisyo sa komunidad eh talagang nagiging useful sa kanila yung batas and they are also able to use it to, to serve and support their constituents. And that goes to say also for all the other stakeholders sa uh, sa ganyang mga batas. And it's only if we're able to implement any progressive law uh, more fully and more properly na mas may substantive basis tayo na i-assess siya after a few years and then based on that assessment, amendahan, i-repeal, magkaroon ng mas maayos pa na batas. Again, based on the lived experiences uh, of yeah. the people. Tami, what, what do you see on the ground na, you know, napapailing ka pa rin? Yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't shock me because it just happens so often. But, um, you know, following up on what Senrisa was saying and what Ina mentioned, 
there's a lot of trouble with with implementation of laws. And actually, you know, Ina was talking about you know, provider attitudes, you know, na baka bigyan ng service yung bata or babae because of the RH law, pero hinuhuskahan, you know, they're shaming her, they're making her feel bad. But that's at least giving the service. There are many here in Palawan who don't. And mm. the thing is, is that so much of it is changing the attitudes and changing what is acceptable culturally. And the good point is that you can do that, you know, and that's one of the things Roots of Health does is we do trainings for barangay health workers and rural health unit staff to change their attitudes, to make them see that if they want to reduce teen pregnancy, kailangan bigyan nila ng serbisyo yung bata na lumalapit sa kanila instead of shaming mm. her. But the thing is, is that, I don't know, I mean, maybe they don't intend to do this, pero sa trainings, you know, they say, okay, we get it. And then they do the post-test and you see improvement. And then we send secret shoppers. You know, we have youth advocates who then go to the barangay health centers after people have been trained to see if they get services. And some do, but many don't. And many, you know, are told by the very same people who say they understand na kailangan nilang bigyan ng serbisyo. Mm. Some of those same people will say, bumalik ka na lang pagbuntis ka na. Oh my God. Like two oh, out of six really? health centers did give services and were very open. Um, you know, two of them just outright said, we're not going to serve you. One of my advocacy points for this year is trying to get DOH and, or POPCOM or whoever is the governing body to start measuring how many young people are on contraception. Diba? Yung hinayang, um, ang measure ay yung hinayang na sana hindi ako nagbuntis. Ang gusto ko, yung family size preferences ng women that they would have wanted just three, but they have five or eight. And what Maher was saying, this is where um, the unmet need for contraceptives is and that is why it's a good legislation to have yung RH law. Teenagers want love, connection, mutuality, respect, and yes, sexual connection. And mm. it's not a bad thing, diba? Not and at all. It's good stuff. Yes! Yan ang aking sinasabi talaga, no? Sex is really good and it can give you a lot of benefits, your emotional health and uh, mental health uh, and well-being. Meron akong datos dito pero galing ito sa private sector kasi kasama ako ng DKT ngayon dun sa kanilang Do It Right campaign. Um, hinanap ko talaga yung notes ko. Ang nakalagay dito, uh, sa ating bansa, 40% of women in relationships, not necessarily in marriages, use um, contraception. Pero malaking porsyento nito ay hindi galing sa gobyerno, galing sa private uh, NGOs. Mm-hmm. Tapos um, 68% yung oral contraception, parang 9.5% lang yung condoms. So for example, going back to that interface with the barangays, di ba? Mm-hmm. are we even capturing that data? Gusto mo malaman kung paano nila kinakapture may notebook. Okay. And then, once the notebook is filled, the barangay will file the notebook away. And then the documentation is manual um, notebook. And if the person needed that statement or that proof, kasi sa court naman ang hinahanap nila or sa mga legal processes, what they want to see was the track record of the survivor having mm. sought Wow. And if you didn't know that as a survivor, iiwan mo yung notebook at yung salaysay mo sa barangay. Mm-hmm. And if you needed track record, babalik ka sa barangay at i-request mo yung person, pakihanap. Um, mm-hmm. And sa, I was just saying yung importance ng building 
the survivor's identity, not just as someone who experienced violence, but also as the person who is seeking help and taking um, action to change their situation. So part ng ma- building their identity is making sure, girl, ito yung dokumento mo. May kopya ka nito, right ito, at kahit saan ka magpunta, pwede mo itong dalhin to prove that meron kang track record of having sought help, di ba? And some of the cases we've heard about was what if lumipat yung survivor sa ibang barangay or sa ibang mundo. Nice. Tapos isustock siya ng perpetrator niya. All over again, it's a new process. Zero track record. We're talking about pounding the rock. Di ba? When you're faced with these uh, things and you're literally, uh, let's say, you don't have the data. So figuratively, what we're saying is you don't even know where to strike this rock. Di ba? Um, right now, we're doing Facebook advertising. I know Sina Ami are also using TikTok more proficiently. Um, mm-hmm. And yung online spaces, kasi, and it has been recorded in the National Demographic and Health Survey, um, younger people, um, younger 30 down or 39 down, use um, online spaces to look for information about contraceptives. Mm-hmm. So if they're there, we have to be there Ami, kayo, anong experience nyo? And then Rika. You know. Yeah. Um, well, we have a big Facebook presence and our clinic um, has 100,000 followers. And, you know, oh. even before COVID, would get questions mm-hmm. about reproductive health from Pinays all over the world because all of the information is in Tagalog. So, you know, that's mm. one of the learnings is we have to have, there's a ton of information about gender-based violence, about reproductive health, about all things related to sex and sexuality online in English. There's mm. less available in Tagalog. So Tagalog is important. Um, you know, our, our team, my team that is very young and tech savvy, you know, are using TikTok, like Ina mentioned, you know, some mm-hmm. of our videos on implants and other things have literally millions of views wow. and hundreds of thousands of likes and shares and comments. Wow. And we have staff who answer the, co- the questions. Mm-hmm. And, and then so many of the comments, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok is our biggest one now. So many people say, salamat sa pagsagot. Kasi walang sumasagot. And so like one of the top ones that we have millions of views on is a video of one of our clients getting an implant put in. So it's literally like just a video of her coming up to our clinic, coming up to the window, someone like injecting her with the anesthesia and then inserting the implant. social media star <laughs> Pero yung gusto kong sabihin kanina, it, it, ito sa mga challenges ng aking ginagawa. Kasi katulad ng sinabi nyo, you have Facebook ads, you have TikTok ads. Alam nyo ba, ang dami ng um, uh, parang videos na ginawa ko on sexual pressure ang nasasara. Na, <gasps> oo, ng, face, ng TikTok, ng Facebook, even Instagram. Instagram lang yung medyo mabait sa akin. And then they do not allow any... Um, any uh, ad, any ad that talks about sexual pleasure. So, so even if it's contraceptives, even if it's condoms, yeah. if you are framing it in a sexual pleasure um, narrative, no, oh they will God. reject it. They will put it down. Have we tried to figure out why? I imagine maybe, maybe the social no, it's media. Really part, oh. It's really part of their ano. Um, community guidelines. Yes, we even I'm part of the ano, Femtech Association of Asia, and we put up a, parang what do you call that? A letter 
Actually, ito Mark Zuckerberg. Medyo, yeah. medyo, ano siya. Uh, <laughs> medyo big thing at saka suntok sa buwan na uh, yun ang aming nire-reklamo kasi even kunyari menstrual cups um, uh-huh. or apps that talks about pleasure pero it's about women's health, talagang pinapatay nila. Hindi uh-huh. pwede. Mm-hmm. Kasi parang isa dun sa mga sinasabi is sexual pleasure is too much yeah. of wow. a narrative. For sexuality yeah, at the moment. Oh, hypocritical yeah. considering they don't crack down as much and enough and adequately against yung talagang, kunyari, online oh. sexual abuse and exploitation or human trafficking. Wow! So, this is not just a local issue, I imagine. This is a global... It's not It's not a local issue. It's a global issue. So, makikita mo kung gano pa rin um, kahirap to put the message out there that sexual pleasure is a right. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> that we deserve that equal access to um, the narratives of pleasure, how we will be able to enjoy ourselves and our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yung sinabi nga natin, the title of this uh, program is Kung Gusto Mo Nang Pagbabago. Mm-hmm. And as we said, this goes to what Chito said, Kung Gusto Mo Nang Pagbabago, you keep, wala, huwag kang tumigil. I'd invite you to complete that sentence. Kung Gusto Mo Nang Pagbabago, ano? Okay. Uh, kung gusto ko ng pagbabago, simulan sa sarili. And also, vote for Lenny and Risa. <laughs> ah, salamat! <laughs> yes, inadagdag ko lang. Um, kung gusto mo ng pagbabago, and I will say the most millennial thing possible, um, find your pleasure. Tapos maghanap ka ng mga tao that will share that pleasure para you work together. Um, and also remember, pleasure, kasi when it is shared, expands its coverage and then it gains more power. Then, so that is something that I want people to remember. Tapos kabahagi ng pleasure ay care or pag-aaruga. And because we want to share pleasure, pati yung responsibility ng pag-aaruga ay dapat na sinishare din natin. At finally, kung gusto mo ng pagbabago, maghahanap ka ng leaders na may ganong qualities na nagsishare ng pleasure at pag-aaruga. And like Ami said, that's Lisa Honteveros. Um, that's Lenny Robredo. In the spirit of mas radical magmahal, di ba? Ikaw, Rika, kung gusto mo na pagbabago. Ako, kung gusto mo ng pagbabago, hindi ka makikipaglaban. Iintindihin mo kung nasaan ang mga tao and you move with them. You move alongside them. Kasi kung kakalabanin mo sila, wala kang mararating. Bait ni Doc Rica. Ako nakikipag-aaway pa rin. <laughs> At kung gusto mo ng pagbabago, uh, gaya ng laging sinasabi ni Chito sa atin, huwag kang padurog sa bato. At kung gusto mo ng pagbabago, uh, baguhin natin yung komposisyon ng ng batong ito kasama ng ating mga kadiwa, mga kasama sa paglalakbay para ang bato ay maging lupa kung saan pwedeng umugat tulad ng roots of health, ugat ng kalusugan, ugat ng lahat ng mabubuti para mamunga, uh, mamunga ang ating lipunan lalo na para sa mga susunod na henerasyon. And that's our third episode of Kung Gusto Mo Nang Pagbabago, the Chito Gascon Leadership Series. If you liked what you heard, share this podcast with a friend whom you think would also appreciate this conversation. 
This is a podcast by Asia Society Philippines, Puma Podcast, Bukas Conversations for Action, and Youth-led, or the Youth Leadership for Democracy. If you want to hear the full conversation, you can go to Asia Society Philippines on Facebook and watch the video. Once again, ako po si Robbie Alampay. Thank you again to our guests, Senator Risa Ontiveros, Amina Shwanapul, Sabrina Gakad, and Doc Rica Cruz. If you enjoyed this conversation, you might also be interested in another podcast we've created that's Conservative Ako, our show about sex and female pleasure hosted by Dr. Rica Cruz. This episode of Kung Gusto Man Ang Pagbabago, the Chito Guscon Leadership Series, was written by Faith Navarro. It was edited by Joe Salcedo with additional support from Kit Magtoto. We're grateful, of course, to the family of Mr. Gascon for allowing us to use his name to honor and celebrate what he stood for. Thank you also to Wise Owl for letting us use that clip of Chito Gascon at an event of that group of seasoned activists and advocates, Samasa. For conversations on how we can use communication to create social change, listen as well to the podcast we made with Wise Owl. That's Give a Hoot on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Maraming salamat po.